Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is going to look a little bit unique. Chad and I sat down, and Chad shared a verse that God put on his heart kind of going into this new year, and we shared this actually as our our weekend service, but this is our first official podcast of the year. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. All right, Chad, we're headed into a new year. I feel like 2020 was the longest 10-year stretch of a year ever. 2021 just kind of flew by, and here we are entering into the new year. What what do you have for us as a church? Just as you're thinking about, okay, what's this next season look like? What have you been praying about? What's God been saying to you leading into this new season? Well, remember at the end of 2020, everybody was like, (sighs) and then like that first weekend, I was like, well... (laughs) <laughs> I understand everybody's sigh of relief, but it could be that 2021 looks at 2020 and says, hey, hold my beer, watch this, right? Yeah. And so we we had some of that, uh, especially in the first half of the year. Um, and, and I and I think we're, we're in that season again. I do think it's going to be a better season. Mm-hmm. But coming out of 2021 into 2022, everybody's still doing that, <sighs> that yeah. sigh. Uh, but the truth is, we, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, we never have, never will. But the good news is, we know who holds that future, mm-hmm. and that we can, uh, and that we can trust him. So, as I'm thinking about the new year, um, I think about the church at large, and you know that we we're in those conversations uh, with our leadership team. But when I'm thinking about the church at large, I'm actually thinking about individual people. Mm-hmm. And so, maybe let's talk a little bit today about uh, what I, what we. Um, as pastors and leaders of the church want for our people, because the church is not uh, a building. Uh, it's it's the people who come to the buildings. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's a lot that I want for our people yeah. this year. Yeah. I think a lot of the frustration of the last couple of years, people want certainty and and there's no guarantees of of certainty except for in the promises of God. We know that those are certain. Everything else, circumstances, everything else that goes around us, goes on around us, it's, it's going to be a little bit of chaos. And there's going to be surprises. And guess what? Even in 2022, there will be surprises. Yeah. So Josh, my oldest son, who's 19, we've had uh, several conversations over the past year because he's, you know, watching conspiracy stuff mm-hmm. and sees things on Instagram and then uh, YouTube or whatever. And he's like, Dad, do you, do you think it's the end of the world? And we had a couple of those conversations. And reality is, I don't know when the end of the world is, but I always add this, but I bet I can guess your end, mm-hmm. right? The end of your personal world within a, a probably a, a decade. So everybody, you know, is this the end of the world and what's going to happen and all that? Here's what we know for sure. Uh, everybody's born and everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. So if we're prepared uh, for the end of life, then you're prepared for the end of the world. Yep. And regardless of what happens, we'll do our best to, to follow Jesus. Yeah, everybody wants certainty. I just gave you what's certain. That's right. So let's um, live our life um, for what matters most. Let's mm-hmm. invest our lives in what matters most. And uh, we're good, yeah. no, no matter what what happens. All right. So what does matter most? And what is, you know, as people are preparing their hearts, their minds for, okay, going into this next year, how do we refocus? How do we refocus on what is certain? How do we refocus on what does matter? Um, Because I I do think uh, a word I could use for myself 
and, and probably for a lot of people, is there's been a lot of distraction yeah. uh, over these last couple of years. So, so how do we, not just as a church, but us as individuals, how do we refocus? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, one of the most common commands in the Bible is to fear not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's in there, like there's one of those commands for every day of the year. It's, it's in there that often. And let's just give one example. In the craziness of, of modern time, uh, people are either afraid of a virus or the myriad of variances that will come out of that virus, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're afraid of the overreach of government. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is um, this group tells this group, stop being afraid, right? And this group tells this group, you know, science, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you got all that going on. Uh, when we reality is... Uh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords says, says, fear not. We don't have to be afraid of the overreach of government. We'll do our best. But in the end, government's not the hope of the world. We don't have to be afraid of, of the virus. Things are going to happen. Um, but science is not the hope of the world. Jesus is. So how do, how do, we, how do we refocus? Well, right now, I, w- I would ask everybody this question. And let's ask ourselves this question, Robert. As you think about the new year, you think about New Year's resolutions and all of that. Do any of those have anything to do with God mm. or your relationship with God? Because mm-hmm. I know we're all thinking about losing weight. Uh, we're all thinking about what we want to improve, you know, this next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wonder if anybody's thinking about their relationship with God and some things that need to change there. Yeah. So do you do you do New Year's resolutions? We don't typically. Uh, it is a natural time, though. There's seasons in, in life that are natural. Okay, let's pause and reflect. Let's look back. And then let's also look ahead. And of yeah. course, this is a season that you naturally think, okay, what's this next year going to look like? It's an easy way to kind of chunk our lives into bite-sized pieces. And, and so the, the question that you asked, I typically don't do, a, I'm going to lose this much weight or I'm going to do that. Um, we'll, we'll talk about, yeah, you know, I've not been running as much or whatever, I'm going to run more and, and those kinds of things. Um, and so I do have some of that, but I do like to pause this time of year and not just ask, okay, what am I doing with my body? What am I doing with my finances? But what am I actually doing with my soul? Or are there things that I can be doing in that realm? Because it's invisible, it's the part of us we forget about, right? Mm-hmm. It's the last thing to make a New Year's resolution list is, okay, how am I caring for my soul? Is there margin in my life? Is there time, you know, where I can be at peace, where I can allow God to to fill me with his love uh, to share with others? I don't, I don't naturally think about those things, even as a pastor. Uh, so this is a time of year that I like to pause and go, okay, what am I doing to, to fill my soul, to help strengthen who God's created me to be? Not just who I want to be or what I want to look like to the world, but but who I am in my relationship with God. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I think the question I'd like everybody to ask, since we're preaching right now mm-hmm. uh, in this conversation, is what is the new that God has for you? Yeah. Uh, I'll say it again. What is the new that God has for you? So it's a new time. It's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new season. Uh, we all want that. We all want to do that collective sigh. Uh, but in the context of the world, it's still going to be crazy. Yeah. 2022 may look at 2021 and say, hold my beer and watch this. Yeah. So um, what is the new that God has for you? Because you and I have to step into that. Yeah. Uh, the craziness of the world is still going to be bombarding us. Those messages are going to be all around us. Uh, that's going to be there. And the hope of the world, again, is not in government or in science or in social media or in all the things that we look at to bring us temporary comfort. The hope of the world is Jesus. So what is the new that God that God has for you. And I would say to, to reiterate your point, God's will for your life in 2022 is that you would change. Uh, God's will for my life in 22. 
2022 is that that I would change. Um, God's will for our lives is that there, there's constantly that that change. Anytime you see somebody encounter Jesus in the New Testament, guess what happens to their life? They change. They change. Yeah. Uh, any anytime you see the Holy Spirit moving throughout the Book of Acts, you see that in the churches. Guess what? People's lives are being changed, and that's what God wants for you this year. That at the end of this year, you look back and go, "I'm a different person than I was at the beginning of the year," in a, in a good way. Um, Chad, you you shared a verse with our staff of something that that God had kind of whispered to you and you then shared it with the staff. Um, and I know you, you want to share that with, with all of us. Uh, talk, talk us through kind of this passage and, and why this, this is the passage that, that you've adopted going into this year. Yeah. If you got your Bible, uh, Isaiah 43 verses uh, 18 and 19. And before I, I read these, um, I want to share a, a thought, you know, everybody's got resolutions. Right. Frankly, I'm going to lose some weight over the next few months. I've been kind of piddling around with that, but I'm starting to get serious because the uh, problem with me is everybody gets to see because when I gain weight, it's in my face and my face is huge on the screen every week. So. <laughs> That's a magnified. Yeah, it really, really, really helps yeah. my self-esteem. So everybody just watches me fluctuate through the through the year. Uh, that's a resolution. Um, so for all of our people who are listening right now, um, if you've got resolutions, great. I hope you make those things happen. But what God wants for us is not puny resolutions, but powerful repentance. That, that's to your point. Um, we cannot encounter the Holy Spirit of God and not experience change. We cannot experience the presence of God and not experience change. So puny resolutions, okay. What I want for you is powerful repentance. Uh, in this passage of scripture in Isaiah, you know, we spent the Christmas season in Isaiah 9, and now we're in Isaiah 43 as we start the new, the new year. God's people are in captivity. And the prophet Isaiah talks about future salvation. Uh, basically, Isaiah is about this, this exodus that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the people see it for their time. They see it to, to exit captivity. Um, but Isaiah talks about an ultimate Exodus and literally an ultimate promised land that uh, this Savior will deliver us to. But in the context here of Isaiah 43, uh, right in the middle of talking about uh, kind of a new day and an exodus to a new place, uh, Isaiah, I got to take my glasses off. Isaiah says, says this, and uh, this is the word for the day. All right. So Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, God speaks through the prophet and says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. So that's verse 18. Let's take a time out there for a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, For somebody somewhere right now, that's God's word for you today. Mm -hmm. Do not dwell on the past because that's where you're living. Yeah. Uh, You're in the present. But your life is still in the past, which is causing you to miss the joy of the present. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that exists is right now. Mm-hmm. And life only moves one direction. Yeah. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard it said this way that um, we do have an enemy and the enemy wants you to either live in the past or in some preferred future that doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and that, uh, in fact, it's in C.S. Lewis. He writes this great satire, Screwtape Letters. And in it, Uncle Screwtape, you know, and he's, if, if you haven't read it, uh, you could look that up. It's it's a beautiful writing by C.S. Lewis. Screwtape is a 
older demon yeah. giving advice to a younger demon yes. on how to mess up our lives. To his nephew. Yeah. And, in the, and, and so it's just kind of this, you know, made up picture of what happens behind the scenes. And the whole goal is, hey, whatever you do, don't let people live in the present because that that's where reality intersects with their lives. You know, let, let them be stuck in their past or let them be so obsessed with the future that doesn't exist that they miss out on what's happening right now in the present. That's, that's so good. Life is right now. Mm-hmm. So let's just think about this. If you're dwelling on the past, you can experience nothing that God has for you in this moment. Mm-hmm. I feel so lonely. Well, that's because God's trying to love somebody that doesn't exist because the only thing that you're presenting is the reality of your past. Mm-hmm. Live in the present. Um, it keeps you from experiencing God's love. It keeps you from experiencing the love of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, dwelling on the past uh, keeps you from living life in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, that's one of the way the devil messes us up. Mm-hmm is he wants to keep us out of the present. Yeah. What did you say? You either dwell on the past or... You obsess over the future because... Which is, which is my temptation. Yeah. you. I know you're wired that way where you, you naturally, you're thinking a year, two years, three years, five years, however many years out into the future, your brain kind of lives there. Uh, but then once again, same thing, you can miss out on what's happening right now because you're in the what if one day, if this happens or once we get here and, and you're constantly playing that out in your head instead of being present in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to, let's do a little confession here. Um, what are the things in your past that you tend to dwell on? It doesn't have to be some huge sin or anything, but, yeah. but what is the temptation for you to dwell on Oh, the past? man. So I'll, I'll dwell on words of other people mm. in my past. Yeah. Um, that Tapes I'm, in your head. Oh, yeah. I'll absorb Tapes. that as part of my identity. And and no matter what maybe God wants to do in the moment, I'm, I'm too stuck living in the opinions of other people in my yeah. past, or I'm living yeah. in my own shortcomings, my own mistakes that I've gone instead of, hey... I did something wrong. I am something wrong. And it went from guilt to shame to my identity. Mm. Um, th- those are things that keep me going, okay, God, you could do anything. Um, and, and God, you you want me to be a part of what you're doing. What if I broke free of that? What if I trusted what God says about my past, mm. uh, that the past is in the past and he's forgiven the past. And, uh, and it doesn't matter who other people say that I am. It matters who he says I am. What if I operated that way, moving forward? Um, and that's the invitation. And so for me, that I do get stuck sometimes on whether it's my own shortcomings or the words of other people, wounds. I mean, there's stuff from my childhood that still, even if it's a quiet tape, it's still playing in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think a lot of us carry some of that from our past. Yeah. One of the things that God is teaching me, that's a good word, Robert, that God's teaching me right now. So, and, and you're the scientist out of the two of us. I'll be the philosopher and you be the scientist. <laughs> but um, literally in your brain... Once you have something like that, it makes, I just read about this, it makes a literal groove mm-hmm. in your brain. Uh, it, it is a physical uh, indentation mm-hmm. in your physical brain. And so what you've got to do is retrench. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not just that you remove whatever was said mm-hmm. about you that keeps playing. You don't just remove it. Somebody needs to write this down. You don't need to remove, just remove it. You've got to replace That's it. That's right. You've got to retrench it. That's right. And so what you do is you find yourself a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. You find yourself a biblical truth. And when that thought and that old line and that old groove in your brain starts to play, you you grab hold of it. You stop it and you replace it with the truth of God's word. Yeah. Picture in your mind, there's a, there's a meadow 
right? And there's grass growing and you, you walk through that meadow and you're knocking down some of the grass. And the next day you walk down that path, walk down that path, walk down that path. That's Eventually groove. it becomes a dirt path. It's this groove, right? Uh, if, if ever you want that path to no longer exist, guess what? You got to start choosing a new path. And over time, the grass, the meadow will grow back where that path once was and you'll, you'll carve out a new path. And that's what you're talking about. And that's what happens in our minds and our brains. Uh, it sounds like it's all science. It's very spiritual actually. And it, yeah. it's part of why so much of the Bible teaches us to retrain our thinking. Uh, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That, that's all in scripture. Uh, and now science is catching up going, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. Think about what you think about. That's right. Yeah. Um, one of my temptations, uh, it's a little lighter, um, but I am at a place where I'll be around other pastors a lot and I do some coaching and leadership stuff and everybody, hey, how's how's the church going? Well, here's where we are now, but pre-COVID... Uh-huh. But pre-COVID, but pre-COVID. Yeah. And so here's, and I, and I would do that too, right? And because attendance is different and all those things. And so I'll say, hey, pre-COVID doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. right? It's irrelevant. Stop saying it. It doesn't matter. Get your ego out of the way. Uh, get this thought of what might have been out mm-hmm. of the way. Uh, this is not a reflection of who you are as a leader. This is the reality of our time. That's right. And so you know what leaders do? They lead. Right now, what is reality? Mm-hmm. Dream of the preferred future and lead your people there. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people, and it could be that's you. You're not leading a church necessarily if you're listening, but but you've got some kind of pre-COVID whatever. And if COVID didn't and yada, yada, it doesn't matter. And by the way, the further we get from that, the more of a utopia that becomes in our minds, right? Oh, it's it always gets better, yeah. Yeah. right? I was always better, you know. A better athlete in high school than, yeah. than reality actually We're all was, Uncle Rico. Right? If coach would have put me in, we would have won state, right? I can Uncle throw the football, football over the mountains. Anyhow, but yeah, we kind of, we look back on the past and we either glamorize it or we make it way worse than it was. You know, whatever it is, we, we tend to not keep a grasp on reality when we focus on the past, to yeah. your point. Uncle Rico is Napoleon Dynamite for all of you scratching your head. I just assumed That's all of our movie. listeners have seen That's Napoleon Dynamite. such a good as, reference, Robert. Yeah, okay. Verse 18, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That is a command from God through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah. Verse 19. Here's why you don't have to dwell on the past. See, God says, I am doing a new thing. And I love this. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? What is the new that God wants to do in you. God says, I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. I'm going to read that verse again because mm-hmm. it's just so good. See, God says, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. All right. So here's what we got. God's always doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day when you wake up in the morning, the Bible says that you wake up to a brand new batch of God's mercy which means God's mercy envelops the earth every 24 hours as it rotates. Yeah. It just blankets the earth, right? So you woke up this morning to new. Uh, it is a new day. It is a new time. It is the beginning of the rest of your life. And God says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? And I, I love the way that God says this. It springs up. Mm-hmm. You know what you do with a spring? Well, you don't got to dig it. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't got to work for it. All you do with a spring is drink from it. Mm-hmm. 
And so what is the new that God wants to do in you? What is the refreshment that he wants to provide for your soul? How does he want to water your life? You've got to intentionally step into it. Um, A couple things I'm going to do different in the new year. What is the new that God wants to do in you? Um, A lot of mornings I will start the day looking at my phone. I did it this morning. So my hypocrisy knows no <laughs> bounds, right? That line, since we're yeah. doing movie quotes, right? That line from, uh, what is that? Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah, that's Doc Holliday. My hypocrisy knows no bounds. Uh, this morning, I looked at my phone first. Uh, I have a Bible that I do, like a, a through the year Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy in our church gave it to me uh, a few years ago. His name is uh, Rick Floyd. So shout out to you, Rick. I'm, I'm reading that Bible that you that you gave me. It's an Old Testament passage, uh, New Testament passage. Is this the walk through the Bible? A Psalm and a Proverb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a deal that Charles Stanley uh, put together. But I am making a commitment to start my day every day. So repentance, Mm -hmm. uh, because it is repentance. I'm looking to the world first instead Mm -hmm. of to the Lord when I wake up in the morning. So instead of my phone, I'm going to grab my cup of coffee first. That's important. And then um, sit down and, and read that read that Bible, and I'll do that through the course of, of the year. Um, but what's the new that God wants to do in you? you, you you've got to see it, you've got to perceive it, and you got to drink from it. Yeah. Uh, so you choose to do that. And I love that even in the midst of the desert, even in the midst of the wilderness, no, this stream is flowing. God's, God's working no matter what circumstances are going on around you, no matter how chaotic the world feels, no matter how chaotic your world feels, God's always at work, which means uh, there's work he wants to do in you in the midst of any circumstance, no matter what you're going through. Uh, God wants to do a work within you. And and that's the beauty of this promise in Isaiah. And it's not just for those people in that time. This is this is a promise that that is for all people, uh, for all time, that God is working in the midst of whatever chaos is going on, yeah. in the midst of whatever desert you might be going through. Uh, there, there are streams flowing. And to your point, uh, will we will we choose to drink? What is the new that God wants to do in you? I'm going to read it again. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Uh, This next weekend, as we all come back into the buildings and begin the new year, I'll do a vision for 2022 Mm -hmm. and some of the things we'll do together as a church. But I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited for the new that God's going to do in you and in everybody watching and listening in this moment. And uh, happy new year. Happy new year. You want to pray for us? Sure. I'll pray for us. Thank you, Robert. Father, thank you for your promises. Um, God, thank you for the certainty of, of all that, that you promised through scripture. God, I, I pray that just like Isaiah wrote as he was inspired by you, um, that, that we would, we would see, we would behold, uh, all that it is that, that you're doing. Uh, we'll never grasp fully the, the breadth of what all that is. Uh, but I pray that, that we would each see not just for the church at large, uh, but for us as individuals, uh, we would see what it is that, that you're doing the new that, that you're wanting to, to bring into our lives. And so God, right now, as those who are listening, watching uh, myself, Chad included, God, we, we open ourselves to whatever it is, Holy Spirit, that you want to do new within us. We present our lives to you. 
uh, as an ongoing statement, God, we, we give you our lives. We trust you. We trust your leadership in our lives. Uh, we trust your heart behind the work that, that you are doing in us individually and, and in us as a church, as a community. And so, God, we give you this next year. We submit ourselves to your leadership. I pray that for all of us, we'd get to the end of the year and we would look back and we would see that we are different people because of the work that you're doing. Help us to see, help us to perceive, help us to drink from the spring in the midst of whatever circumstances we're going through. And God, may you transform our lives little by little or a lot over the the weeks, the months, and, and the year to come. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.